welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about times where the Scriptures have become real to us because that helps us gain more power from the Scriptures, and we need that power in our lives today. I'm your host, Kerry Mielstein, and I'm so excited about our guest today, a very good friend of mine and a colleague here at work in the Ancient Scripture Department, John Hilton, who uh, runs his own podcast. Uh, hopefully you can tell us a little bit about that, and uh, who is a phenomenal teacher and one of the most productive people I know and has a gift for taking, uh, he's so intelligent, he can just take great complicated things and explain them in an understandable way. And, and at the same time, be so loving and wonderful. Uh, it's, a, it's just a, a privilege for me to work with John. So John, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Carrie. It is great to be here. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and, and about your podcast or whatever else. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, whatever you would like to tell us. Well, I mean, you mentioned I'm on the faculty here at BYU. Um, my wife, Lonnie, and I actually met at BYU about 20 years ago, and we've been... Oh, look how uh, old lived, we're getting. Yes, we're getting pretty old. Well, I am at least. Um, so yeah, we've lived around the country, and um, we've got six kids, and two of them are on missions right now, which just makes it kind of an exciting time for us. Yeah. I think uh, one of have, them is serving uh, where my brother served. Didn't we figure that out once in, in England? Uh, yes. So yeah. my daughter's waiting for her visa to get to England. So ah. she's temporarily in Washington, D.C. But, oh, um, good luck to her. Yeah. Got a great family. And um, kind of professionally, I have like to write. So I've written several books with Desert Book. Most recently, the book Considering the Cross, How Calvary Connects Us with Christ. And then you mentioned a podcast. So the, it's a podcast or a video series. So you can find it either wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. It's called Seeking Jesus, and the focus is just finding Jesus Christ in a variety of different ways and drawing closer to him. So that's really fun. You can't go too wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, There's a great need for that. Well, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, so let's just go ahead and jump in. Uh, We'll let you take us wherever you want to go. However, well, I mean, within reason, John, I know we have to kind of put that uh, caveat on there for you. But anyway, uh, wherever you want to go and however you want to get there. So what would you like to talk about today? So I, I want to talk about a time when the scriptures became real. This is in a location in Jerusalem. It's called the City of David, uh, which I know you've been to many times, Carrie. There's tons of things that became real at the City of David, but I want yeah. to just zero in on one area, which has to do with a wall that dates, part sections of this wall date to the Persian time period. And that connects us with Nehemiah. Mm. And, and I, so I, I'd love to like, just talk through some of the stories of Nehemiah beginning in Nehemiah one and just fill everyone in on the background, but also some just really amazing scriptural nuggets that I think we sometimes just gloss over with the story of Nehemiah that for me became very real as I'm sitting there by a wall that I, I don't know if Nehemiah himself is personally laying the bricks or if he saw those exact bricks but it's the time period of Nehemiah, which makes me think, yeah, like Nehemiah's in this yeah. vicinity, and I felt that real connection with him. Yeah, some of those stones have to be from his project, whether he cut them or not. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, all right, let's let's jump in. I've got my so well. I'll probably uh, uh, for those who are doing this via YouTube, I think I will share screen, and uh, we'll just put the scriptures right up there, and I'll I'll read from there. So, sounds great. Okay, so if we were to jump into Nehemiah chapter one. Um, the, the basic story is that Nehemiah is uh, in a position of influence in the Persian king's dominion. So he's not in Jerusalem, 
but some of his buddies from Jerusalem come and they're catching up like, hey, how are things going? And he says to them, well, it's been um, discouraging. Sorry, his friends say to him, it's been pretty discouraging in Jerusalem. The wall is cast down. Everything's you know in shambles. So Nehemiah is really discouraged. The king says to him, hey, you seem discouraged. What's going on? Nehemiah says, well, I'd love to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the city. And um, the king says, great, I'll help you out. Here's some resources. Let's get to work. And I, I want the first verse I want to highlight is Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 12. Uh, Nehemiah says, I arose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. That, that first phrase, I think, is really powerful, what God put in my heart. So if, if I'm thinking like, I want to be like Nehemiah, I need to make space, create opportunities for God to put things in my heart. Ask him, what is it that you want me to be doing? That's good. Good. And a great work um, comes out of his doing what God put in his heart. Yeah, exactly. And just like, you know, maybe you have something that God puts in your heart doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. There's opposition that comes up. So if we flip over to uh, verse 19, same chapter, when Sanblat, the Horonite, Tobiah, the servant, the Ammonite, Geshem, the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing you will do? So they're laughing at Nehemiah's idea of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. That's what God put into his heart. I'm going to rebuild this wall around Jerusalem. And chapter three is a, a chapter that we could easily skip over. If you kind of read through it, it's like, well, this group did this section of the wall, this group did this section of the wall, this group did that section of the wall. Um, but there are some lessons in there, right? It takes a coordinated effort to do a big thing. Everyone's help. And if you just skim through, there'll be names of people you're know, like, I've never heard of the, you know, the son of Asbuk or whatever. Yeah. But then Meshulam, like, hey, the son of Basodia. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, but that, that's like me, right? I mean, you and I were just like normal people. We're doing our little part of the effort. We're not famous. We're not going to change the whole world, but we can change our homes, our communities, um, make a difference where we are. And I just think that's that's beautiful. I also want to highlight verse 12. Next to him repaired Shalom, the son of Halohesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem, he and his daughters. That's a great phrase. Sometimes we don't talk enough about the women who are also equally participating. Um, yeah, and, so, and actually it's, it's rare that they would be, or at least that we read about them being part of what's basically construction work. And yet this seems to be an everyone's all in kind of project because his daughters are out there repairing, right? Yep, exactly. Um, so Karen, I, I don't want to like hog all the talking about this. You might um, want to mention, you know, feel free to jump in. I'll, I'll just highlight two little phrases from chapter four. One of my favorites is chapter four, verse 10. As they're building the wall, Judah said, the strength of the bears, his burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so we are not able to build the wall. So the first thing that they've got to do in order to be able to build the wall is clear out the rubbish. The yeah. old wall was destroyed by the Babylonians, and I can see you're smiling. They're like, already, oh, isn't that like so rich in application in my life? Yeah. If I'm going to do what God has put into my heart, I probably am going to have to get rid of some rubbish so that there's room to do that building. 
Yeah, and I think so, too often we don't uh, think about that often we're going to have to create rubbish, right? Uh, if you're going to uh, build something good, you have to get rid of the stuff that's not as good. And uh, we call that killing the natural man, right? And that's what God wants. He wants to kill off some stuff. He, he wants to get rid of some parts of you and, and haul that rubbish out of your life or parts of what you do, parts of how you think, parts of your patterns and whatever. You got to haul it out. That's, I've never even... I've read that a whole bunch of times. What a fantastic application, John. You're, that's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then and then if we jump over, this is maybe one that we might be a little bit more familiar with. For 17, they which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens, those related, everyone with one of his hands brought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. Yeah. Anything you want to share about that one? Hi, right, you, you go first. Well, just kind of the idea of, being on the offense and the defense, they're building while they're defending themselves because some of the enemies of the Jews are trying to hinder the work of rebuilding the wall. So you, we kind of think about that in our own lives. Maybe I'm trying to build the kingdom in a certain way, but I also need to be defending my family in a certain way and that kind of a thing. Uh, there are a thousand applications. Um, I, I think we live in a day where Satan is attacking us and our families in, on so many sides and in so many ways. Um, so I'll just tell you the first thing that, uh, that comes to my mind with that, and uh, maybe it's silly and, and maybe people are tired of hearing about this, but it's uh, something that is a very real issue in our family, which is the use of technology. And it can be so wonderful and so problematic. Uh, and, and it's hard to know where to find that balance. But if, if we, I feel like we both have to defend against the, uh, the bad things that can come into our lives through our phones, let's just say our phones, but there are a thousand different ways technology can bring stuff in your life. There, there are things we really have to defend ourselves against, whether that be pornography or just distraction. But at the same time, that phone can be used to do so much good. Uh, it can be a, a, a weapon both to defend, but also to do good, right? Uh, where, so so, it, so it, 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 we're talking the defense, the weapon that they're holding is for defense, but they're building a wall, right? Uh, which is also for defense, but it's also building a great work. And uh, it's something I've been trying to encourage in my family and the, the youth of my ward. Like we, we all have these moments where we just, uh, you're bored and you're going to pull out your phone and do something. And if we can make our full, first impulse to do just like two good things, like, Text someone who you think maybe could use a, a nice word and uh, watch something on the Circles app or do some family history work, you know, uh, do something good with it. And then, then, so we're both defending and building at the same time. That's just one teeny example of how we need to do that. I'm sure you have more. You're, you're the master at this kind of thing. But that's uh, one of the things that came to my mind as you were talking. Beautiful. supposed said. to do more Beautiful talking said. than me. Why, why are you having me talk? So much? I learned everything I know from you, Carrie. Well, I don't um, know much then. <laughs> let's flip over to chapter six. This is a, this is a great chapter. Now it came to pass that when Sam Blatt and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built up the wall and that there was no breach left thereof, that Sam Blatt and Geshem sent unto me saying, come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Oh no! Now, a little you know, teacher <laughs> teacher joke there. When when someone wants to meet you in the plane called Oh no, that's uh, not good, right? <laughs> and you, you see that the last uh, sentence in verse two. But they thought to do me mischief. 
And I sent messages on them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? So again, one of like the great principles there is if God has really put something into my heart, I'm doing it not because I have to, not because my mom told me I need to, but this is like, I really feel it. This is God's work. Then when a variety of temptations and discouragements come my way, I'll have the spirit of Nehemiah. And I'm doing a great work. Like I can't come down. Like I'm doing what God wants me to do. Hmm. That is a really powerful principle. Now, if we keep going, verse four, they sent unto me four times after this sort. And I answered them after the same manner. Now, I see a little uh, kind of parallel here with the story of Lehontai in Alma mm -hmm. chapter 47. If you remember the story, Amalekiah house part is in control of part of the Lamanite army. Lehontai is leading the other part of the Lamanite army and they're high up on a mountain. And Amalekiah says, Lehontai, come down and talk to me. Lehontai says, no. And on the, so he answers, yes, a second time, the third time, both times Lehontai says, no. On the fourth time, Lehontai says, okay, I'll come down a little bit. And I think it's so, and then within a short while, Leontai is killed by Amalekiah. Yeah, I think it's Amalekiah so interesting. Amalekiah is now leading a great wicked army. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the difference between Nehemiah and Leontai, so to speak, is what they did on the fourth time. They both resisted the temptation the first, the second, the third time. So to me, that's a great message around how will you and I resist temptation, metaphorically speaking, on the fourth time or the 40th or the 400th time. And I think that's, that's an area where Nehemiah is a hero. God's work is so deep in his heart. He just really can't be shaken from that. Uh, that's good. And, and uh, you know, if we're going to tie this together with the Lahontai stuff, I mean, uh, Amalekai can't get uh, Lahontai to come all the way down the hill, but he can get him to come down a little ways. Right. I can kind of imagine Sanballat saying, okay, well, let's, let's meet in a village closer to you. Right. And uh, maybe we'll meet here. Right. And uh, uh, Nehemiah say, no, not coming down at all. But so often that's when we're caught is when we come down just a little bit. Right. I'll agree with the prophet on all of these things, except this one. This one, I'm not so sure about what the prophet's saying. Well, sooner or later, that's going to you're going to get poisoned by degrees. Right. If, if that's uh, if you come down that little ways as opposed to learning from from uh, Nehemiah, as you said. So what are some ways that uh, you've seen this uh, kind of working in your life or, or uh, people you know or whatever? Uh, how have you seen this playing out, John? So, I mean, I think a, a lot of ways just has to do with kind of life goals that a person sets for themselves. So um, maybe like a personal example for me is learning languages. Later, so I served an English-speaking mission, but later in life, I learned how to speak Spanish and then Later still, I learned how to speak Chinese. And in both times, like it's a major initiative, uh, as you know, to develop fluency in another language. And no one like came out and discouraged me or you know, tried to attack me in a plane, uh, the plane of oh no, to prevent me from working languages. But there's lots of other distractions, right? I'd be tired one day. I'm like, oh, while I'm driving, do I really want to listen to my Chinese pod? Uh, stuff that I'm supposed to be doing or would it be more fun just to listen to some music or listen to the news or something but because I really felt on both those occasions that God had put it into my heart John you need to learn Chinese John you need to learn Spanish but then when other temptations came my way or distractions I was always like no 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 I'm, I'm really doing this and that has been a big blessing for me
That's great. Good. Thank you. So the last verse that I want to highlight, uh, maybe the last two verses that I want to highlight from Nehemiah. Um, so this is not easy, right? Even though he's, he's doing the work, there's a lot of challenges and opposition. And I love the very end of verse nine, Nehemiah says, now so we're still chapter six. Yeah. Still chapter six. Okay. Sorry. Now thanks. therefore, Oh God, strengthen my hands. And so we can't do it alone. There's going to be times when you're tapped out. And I love Nehemiah's brief prayer, strengthen my hands. Mm. And if you flip or if you just drop down to verse 15, the Lord does. So the wall was finished in the 25th day of the month, Elul, in, the, in 50 and two days. And Nehemiah accomplishes the work that God set out for him to do. And I like we've kind of been going through it, but I just feel like there's so many life lessons here. Let God put something into your heart, clear out the rubbish in your life, not just for the purpose of getting rid of the rubbish, but so you can do what God has told you to do and then stay firm in that focus. I just, I love Nehemiah. And so there's this, this one spot that we've been talking about at the city of David, where you can sit, look at that wall. And I love to sit there, read through these chapters. and just kind of in my mind's eye, imagine Nehemiah, try to feel what it would have looked been like to be him. And then what I would do in my life if I had that same spirit drive and dedication that he does. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm hoping to be. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, it's, uh, as it becomes real to you like that, when you're sitting there thinking and you read this, uh, I mean, you, you start to think of, he's got a ton of people working on this, right? And 52 days is really pretty remarkable. There, there are very few construction projects that are finished in 52 days. Mm -hmm. And especially it, it's, it's actually harder to tear down and then build up, which is what they're having to do rather than just build. Right. If you've got a new fresh place, you can just build that's faster than, okay, well, we got to fix this. We got to add to this. We got to get rid of that. It's, it's an impressive uh, time period, but I think it's, it's because there were tons of people involved in this. Like you got everyone there working on it. And that also, I think has some powerful lessons in it as we're involved in this great work. Don't go it alone. Uh, you, you already brought in, we certainly need to have God strengthen our hands. Uh, but we've got, uh, all sorts of folks that we can turn to and work on this together. And uh, I, that's so much better than working on a, uh, on our own. So I think that's another great lesson yeah. to learn from this. I love to picture all the, all the busy industry that was happening with that wall when you go through that list of people you were talking about. And well, thank you. Uh, a lot of times we, we pass over Nehemiah. We don't know a tremendous amount. Um, but this is a real guy and all the people working there, even, uh, now I've forgotten the name of the, the fellow and his daughters, but, um, uh, they're all real. And, uh, I think one other thing that's, I'd like to ask you about this. Uh, it's interesting to me that you had these people who lived around that area. Uh, Shalom is the one, or I mean, Sanvalad is the one we hear about the most, but, um, You've got all sorts of people that are living around that area that really weren't bugging these guys too much until they started to get engaged in a great work. And then you see enemies coming out all over the place. Uh, do you see any lessons for us in that? I'm putting you on well, the spot here. Yeah, that, that's a great little nugget there. I mean, we see sort of the same thing in the life of Joseph Smith and many uh, of the other prophets, right? Um, sometimes it seems like Satan's content just to let sleeping dogs lie. But if someone's trying to do a great work, then 
Satan wants to stop that. And so the opposition will arise. That's yeah. a great principle. Sometimes even just when you've decided you're going to the temple that day, uh, Sanballat and the, all the Arabians will come out, right? And uh, I shouldn't say Arabians. That's just because they were mentioned in the scripture. I don't really mean Arabians, but... Um, uh, metaphorically speaking, metaphorically people speaking. are trying to... Right, gotcha. Yeah. Or when you're trying to... Um, uh, you've, you've decided to go on a mission. Man, the, the, everyone, the, the, you know, all these uh, metaphorical uh, enemies will suddenly arise and try and stop you or, or you're trying to uh, do good and something new in this calling and, and uh, a thousand things will happen. It seemed like they're all combining to stop you. I, I think often when you've decided to do something really good, as you said, the, the sleeping dogs don't lie anymore. Mm. So. Yep. Well, that's good stuff. Well, thank you, John. I, I appreciate hey, so it. Hey, so fun to be with you. Thanks for letting me join the podcast today. Uh, it is my pleasure. And we hope that uh, our audience will will go and check out John's uh, podcast. Tell us one more time what it's called. Seeking Jesus. Yeah, love to see you there. And uh, I don't know what better we can do than seek Jesus. Um, and I, I hope also as you listen to this that you uh, will find some things that uh, we talked about so many principles so quickly You'll find some things in there that uh, you'll want to write down and work on, whether that be uh, finding other people to work with or how you're going to defend your family or how you're going to not be distracted or whatever it is. You choose what, uh, what you were inspired, what God put into your heart uh, to work on today and, and do something about it. And if you can think of someone who might benefit from this or who might enjoy it, uh, then please share with them. We want uh, as many people to be edified by uh, Nehemiah and John Hilton as possible. So uh, spread the word. And uh, again, thank you, John. And we hope that uh, everyone has a, a great day. Thank you.